Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. How about that Monday night football game? Was that unbelievable or what? 19 points in the final two minutes. <laughs> that was incredible. An incredible fourth quarter. Was it 33 points in the fourth quarter? The Browns go from 14 down to a one-point lead, to down by seven, to tie the game, give up the field goal, back and forth. That was crazy. And conspiracy theories on Lamar Jackson. Uh, he was on the toilet a very long time, or he was actually cramped up, or what? There were a lot of poop jokes being made on Twitter. That's all I'm going to say. Nobody's buying the Ivy and Cramp thing, which he said twice in his post-game interview. But, hey, Twitter loves a good story. What can you say? All right, we've got a lot to get to this morning. Uh, College football to get to. We're going to start with Kyle Whittingham. Utah football coach, his weekly uh, availability with the media. Uh, he spoke to the media on Monday, basically looking back at the game, foreshadowing. He talked about when a freshman takes a job, sometimes the upperclassmen uh, are going to look elsewhere, thinking, hey, I gotta, I'm not in the plans. i got to go get playing time. Uh, what you could suspect from that was that they were going to lose one of the backup running backs behind Ty Jordan. What actually happened is they lost two running backs behind him. Devin Brumfeld and uh, Jordan Wilmore are both going into the transfer portal. They both have gone into the transfer portal are now expected to transfer, not expected to play against Washington State. So that makes Micah Bernard the backup to Ty Jordan by default. He's the guy. Uh, and, of course, the Utes already had two running backs transfer uh, leading up to this. So it'll be a total of four in one season. So as much as we all get fired up about recruiting and who did you get, and you know you got to take it with a grain of salt because you really never know who's going to pan out and who's going to be a bust. And now you got to add in, you don't know who's going to transfer and never really see that much time on the field. So, anyway, Kyle will make that comment here. Those guys weren't uh, officially in the transfer portal publicly, but Kyle clearly knew. Here's Kyle Whittingham. Okay, proud of our guys, uh, the way they hung in there on Saturday. Uh, overcame an 11-point second-half deficit, which was good to see. Uh, offense came alive in that second half. Uh, we scored 28 points, and uh, it was enough enough for the victory. And so, uh, that was a positive. Defense played well start to finish wasn't perfect, gave up a few things. That first play of the second half was was uh, a big one that we that we uh, let get away from us. But when you look at the uh, defense overall, I believed going into the game, the biggest factor and key to winning, uh, other than the turnover margin, was our rush defense taking away their uh, rush offense. And, and that's what we were able to do. We were able to hold, hold them uh, what, less than half of their average in the back that had gone for 300-plus the week before, uh, held him to under 100, I believe it was somewhere in the 80s. And so that was the biggest factor, in my opinion, that uh, and the reason that we were able to uh, to get the victory. So uh, it's on to uh, Washington State, and uh, it was spread offense, uh, mobile quarterback, uh, dangerous receivers, really good core receivers, and uh, playing uh, – you know, hard on defense. So, so that'll be uh, the last uh, regular season game, and, and uh, we'll get prepared for that. We understand it's 11:30 kick, so that's a great time to uh, to kick off. And and uh, weather, who knows? But it doesn't matter. Just deal with whatever we got to deal with. So, questions. With Trevor Allen from KSLSports.com. Follow. Kyle, you you and uh. 
uh, Britt, Britt and Cubby mentioned on on Saturday that you know there's there, there's kind of being worn out. You know, guys are and uh, you know coaches are just from what's going on in this season. If you guys uh, you know win on Saturday, are you guys still wanting to play in a uh, in a bowl game? Good question. That'll be uh, really, in my opinion, up to the players. We'll uh, we'll talk about that when the time is right, and uh, if they're up for it and want to do it, and we you know have got the, the, the record we need to have. Obviously, we got to win. Then uh, then we'll move forward. And if they uh, feel like enough's enough, then we won't. And so, to me, they're going to handle that. Uh, within themselves i'm not gonna and i'll back them either way they want to go whatever our players choose is uh is what uh, is what we'll go with next we'll go to josh newman salt lake tribune followed by steve bartle from zone.com hey kyle good morning how are you good thank you see appreciate it um Devin josh. Lloyd is josh, right this is josh okay <laughs> sorry go ahead josh it's all good um Devin Lloyd's um, Devin Lloyd this morning was named a finalist for the Buckus Award. Obviously, that's a you know that's a top honor at his position. How how difficult is it to get that type of notoriety when you've only played four games? Yeah, uh, very difficult. And obviously, some of the uh, notoriety he's getting was based on last year's performance because he played very well at last season. But uh, he's been a, a just a mainstay for us this year, making a bunch of tackles. Him and Nephi Sewell are one and two on the team in tackles. And uh, Devin's been extremely productive last year, carrying into this year. Uh, he's a talent. He's got uh, everything you look for in a, in, a, in a middle linebacker. He's got six foot three and 235 pounds and runs uh, four, five, something 40. And uh, he's a student of the game. He, he's got a burning desire to be great and uh he's putting the time and the work and the effort ever since he got here and now it's paying off for him so proud of him and, and great to see him on that uh, short list of butkus award finalists next we'll go to steve bartle followed by patrick kinahan morning coach morning steve I <laughs> uh, wanted to ask you, it seemed like the offensive line was able to get a little bit more push when Braden Daniels entered uh, entered the game. He It seemed like uh, Keaton Bills just struggled for whatever reason, but Braden Daniels, just inserting him into the offensive line seemed to spark some things. What did you make of his play and, and, and his impact on the game? Well, Braden came in and did a nice job, and, and Keaton Bills is a good player, and we're not uh, by any means down on Keaton. It was just something that Jim Harding saw and thought would be uh, uh, give us a little boost. We were getting a little bit uh, of penetration on that side, so Braden came in and and did a nice job. And of course, he had uh, he's had a bunch of starts under his belt, so he's not a he's not new to to uh, getting extensive playing time. He started pretty much all last year, so him and Keaton are, are uh, two really good players, and uh, it'll be a battle this week to see which one gets the nod, but. Uh, you're right. We did have uh, a little bit of a spark when, when Braden went in and, and we're able to uh, get more done in the run game. Next, we'll go to Patrick Kinahan, 12A to the zone, followed by David James. What's Cam Risen doing at this point to make sure it's not a total waste of time for him? <laughs> well, he's uh, he came off a successful surgery. He's in rehab. Uh and getting, uh, you know, doing everything he can uh, with the shoulder and, and getting, you know, getting uh, or going through the normal rehab process. He's finished up his academics this semester and 
uh, all indications are he had a very good semester uh, with his grades. And so he's uh, he's a kid that's making the most of, of uh, his time. He's not just sitting around doing nothing. He's got a, a lot of desire and and uh, wants to get back. And now uh, this is going to be an extensive rehab time. It's not something that will most likely will not allow him to be uh, participating in spring ball. So he's got a, a long road ahead of him, but uh, he's determined and got the right attitude. And so we expect him to make a full recovery. That's our hope. And who cares what Urban Myers says, right? Well, I care. <laughs> I mean, about your hair. Yeah, some higher comment. We talked about that after the game. So. <laughs> Next, we'll go to David James from KUTV and 1280 The Zone. Kyle, 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 Kyle. Can you talk about Ty Jordan's blocking? Yeah, I think there's a lot of reverberation. You said Ty Jordan's blocking. Was that the question? A comment on that? Yes. Yeah, okay. Ty Jordan has gotten better and better at picking up blitzes, and he did a fine job in the game Saturday and, and had some key pickups. Uh, he's still got a ways to go, but uh, he's worked hard at that, and, and Coach McDonald, his position coach, has done a, a good job schooling him up and getting him uh, tuned into the protections, and he's made he's come a long ways in, uh, in the short time that he's been here in that regard. And obviously, you see what he does for us in the run game. He's, he's a tremendous player, and so he's uh, – got a desire to be a complete back and a complete back has to pick up pressures and he's got to be able to catch them all out of the backfield and Ty Jordan is, is uh, doing all those things right now. Our next question will come from Trevor Allen, kslsports.com, followed by Steve Bartle of Ute Zone. Kyle, over the last two games, I mean, obviously going into the year, you, you actually had four, four backs and then you know, it, it kind of seems like you guys have kind of dwindled the list down. Is that is that kind of what it is, you know, where you guys are working maybe two or, or three guys compared to four? Well, it has pared down. Uh, Jordan Wilmore uh, had an injury a few weeks back, which has slowed him down. Uh, but Ty Jordan's emergence uh, has really given him the, the the lion's share of the work the last couple of weeks. And uh, he's he's doing a great job. He's averaging over seven yards a carry. And so he's He's been a big plus for us. Um, Kai Bernard is also doing some good things. But, uh, you know, we've got four backs. Uh, you know, who knows if if we'll be able to hang on to them all. You know, when, when you have freshmen that rise up and and uh, do well, upperclassmen sometimes uh, you know, get the notion that maybe they're they're not in the plan. So we'll see what happens with that position. But we, we really like the position. And we got, we got four guys that we're confident in right now. And we'll just see uh, what direction things go. Next, we'll go to Steve Bartle from Mute Zone. Coach Blake Keithy uh, got his first action of the season and of his career, basically. How, I guess, was that rewarding in any sense to you to see him actually take the field? Very much so. He's had a long, hard road since he's got here with injuries. Uh, he's overcome each one, and, and they're major injuries, not not just uh, nagging little things. It's been significant injury, and he's come back and, and uh, is it a in a place right now where he's ready to help us. And you saw him get his, you're right, it's his first collegiate uh, snaps and did a good job. He graded out pretty good. And, and uh, he's a really good player. When he's when he's completely healthy, which he's just about there now, he's uh, he's got a lot of ability. And hopefully going forward, he's able to stay healthy and, and continue to contribute. Our next question will come from Josh, Josh Newman of the Salt Lake Tribune. Kyle, the offseason with the transfer portal is generally pretty chaotic anyway. Um, with the one-time transfer 
exemption likely getting pushed through in January. Do you expect the offseason to be even more chaotic now? Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, what's, you know, these guys got to be careful they're going to the portal because the opportunities are not, you know, there's not a, a, enough scholarships available and opportunities to satisfy everyone that goes into the portal. And so you got to be uh, smart and, and uh, think things through. But to answer your question, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, you're going to see much more movement and activity than in years past. But again, the, the portal is going to be saturated and and uh, we'll just see how it all shakes out. There's Utah football coach Kyle Whittingham coming up next, the coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sataki. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It is time to hear from BYU football coach Kalani Sataki. The Cougars, a week from today, play their bowl game. They will be in Boca Raton playing UCF, a team that scores a lot of points and wins turnover battles. Doesn't necessarily defend that well. Not forcing a lot of punts if they're not getting turnovers. Uh, Here are the coach's thoughts. Kalani Sataki. Uh, Looking forward to the bowl game. I'm excited. that We... we know uh, ahead of time and then we're able to get you know start working on on UCF I'm excited about the opportunity to play them a team that's had a lot of success and have done a lot of things in in the past and and, uh, under Josh Heupel's leadership they've done a great job and an explosive uh, team on offense and and defense and special teams a lot of athleticism and speed and um, it's gonna be a great matchup for us you know we're looking forward to the game I'm just thankful that we get to play a game and play in this bowl game and our players are are fired up and excited about the opportunity and uh, looking forward to getting down to uh, you know, we played some cold weather conditions uh, this this last weekend and uh, it kind of reminds you why you don't play football uh, in Provo in, in December so uh, although we had a lot of fun with it we're looking forward to to getting out out to the East Coast and, and playing in Florida against a, a fine team that has tons of uh, athletes and really impressed with their quarterback. You know, I've known him, so I've seen him play since he was in high school. So um, this is going to be an exciting game and, and uh, go play the, the bowl game and, and have our guys enjoy their time during the holidays and have, spend Christmas at home. So I'll take any questions you guys have. All right, questions from Jason Shepard, Jared Lloyd, and Norma Gonzalez. Kalani, I'm just interested in your thoughts on on what it means to you guys to have played as many games as you have to this point. I mean, 11 regular season games, and now the bowl game will be 12. I mean, it's pretty amazing that you guys have been able to get that many games in with everything that's been going on. Yeah, I mean, I, and that's why I think for us it's just uh, really, really thankful and uh, you know, we have a lot of appreciation for the people that allowed it to happen and, and that have educated us in the whole process of the pandemic, COVID testing and everything. And, and then, uh, I mean, I'm just 
impressed our administration, our athletic leadership that we have here at Tom Homo and and then our sports medicine department. And then when it comes down to it, the, the players um, making the right decisions, uh, doing doing things on the, in their own personal lives to socially distance and and make sure that they they're uh, you know do as well as they can on the tests. And we've had to make adjustments uh, to our roster and to our depth chart, just like everybody else has. But our players have done everything they can to be in a position where uh, we can at least try to minimize the the spread and and get them so we can have a, an opportunity for our team to show up and, and play games so uh, just really uh, have this this feeling of gratitude that we we're able to get the, that game the games going and and the opportunities that we had to play the opponents and so we express our appreciation to everyone that allowed it to happen uh, with our opponents and their conferences and then uh, definitely here at BYU so thank you. I know that bowl games are, are looked at as a reward for a good season. How happy are you that this team is able to be rewarded with something like this? Yeah, I'm excited that we, that, uh, you know, we've been able to be invited to this game and, and, um, you know, normally you'd uh, we'd be done with football and have those opportunities to get those practices in the way. So uh, this year has been a little different where the season has kind of extended. And so we've already been in bowl prep. Uh, the only difference is that we get to play games in between, you know. And so uh, the fact that we were able to play some games and get some experience for a lot of guys and um, a lot of young players are stepping up and made a lot of plays. And so I think this is, in, in, a, in a way, has been really probably more beneficial for us that we're able to uh, have bowl prep type of practices and then uh, then you know going and compete and allow these young people the, the underclassmen on our team with that are inexperienced an opportunity to get out there and, and make some plays and we saw a lot of those guys make plays on, on Saturday night Jared did you have a question there we go Kalani, I imagine that a lot of the traditional bowl festivities that surround it will be limited because of the, the pandemic situation. What's your timeline like? What's your schedule like as you prepare to, to play next week? Yeah, I think for us, it's going to be way different than, than a, a regular bowl game. Not a lot of the festivities. Uh, I think we're going to treat it like a, um, a regular away game. And so being in the East Coast, I think we have time now to, to uh, get our schedule. We can get out there a couple of days before the game. Normally, when you play in two time zones away, you want to go, uh, you know, 48 hours there before the game. And then uh, we weren't able to do that with the, with the last time we went to the East Coast because of timing. But I think this time we'll be able to get out there a couple days before and then have some prep uh, you know on Monday and then play the game Tuesday and and then uh, you know kind of disperse from there have guys go home that that live pretty much on the east side of the Mississippi fly from from Florida home and then those that are going to travel can fly back here to, to Utah and, and catch their flights and be home for Christmas so that's uh, for us timing works out um, you know the prep that we're going we're going we're in finals this week so giving our guys a lot of time to prep for their finals and and uh, finish their their uh, their semester right and then you get to end it with a with a competitive football game that we're looking forward to playing a lot of bulls have had to be canceled because of the pandemic and everything how relieving was it to get an invitation to be able to get this this game on the schedule yeah he Huge relief because our guys love playing the game of football. And then I, I mentioned it before that, you know, we were we were committed to doing whatever we can to play as many games as possible. And and the fact that we got to this point right now with 11 and opportunity to play 12 um, really can't complain, especially when you look back at, 
you know, there's a time where we didn't have any games out there scheduled. And uh, I think North Alabama might be the only one that was scheduled and, and then we started to get some, some games on our schedule and, and uh, it just worked out really well that we were able to play football and then, just really, really thankful that, that these guys are able to do that. And at a time where, where bowl games are canceled, getting canceled and, and teams are opting out, you know, from play, playing the bowl games, I just really, really uh, appreciate the opportunity for our guys to play one more time together. Hey, Kalani, what type of challenge do you think this uh, bowl game presents for you guys? And what do you guys still have to accomplish before the season is over? Well, we got one more game together and there's some things that we know we can play better and, and perform better at. But, uh, you know, we're going to go against a, a really um, established team with, that's got some time off. They haven't played the game in a while. So I'm guessing they've healed up really quickly. And, and um, you know, and if you watch their games and you, you look at their film and you see their stats, they, they're an explosive team. And so offensively, um, you know, we're going to have to match their, their uh, scoring output. And obviously we want to win the game. We want to score more points than them. And, and it's going to be a tough task for us. But we'll, I think if we play, uh, you know, our, our type of football, which we've been talking about as complimentary football in all three phases, I think we'll have a good chance. And uh, this is going to be a good test for us, though. Looking forward to it. And, and I think our guys are excited about the, about, you know, the opponent, about UCF and, and the things that they've done. The past, and when you put on film, is you can't deny the fact that they got players all over the place and a well-coached team. I've known those coaches. I've known a lot of guys on their coaching staff for a number of years now, and seen the things that they've been able to accomplish, and and the way they keep rolling through those. I mean, they they lost the games that they lost were, were really close games, and and um, so you know I think this is probably a year where, where things have been so different and maybe not seeing UCF in their American championship game is, is a little off, but uh, for, for the most part, when you watch their film, uh, that conference is a tough conference. When you watch the film, they, they are an impressive team and well-coached and, and tons of speed and discipline and, and, and strong. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you guys have yet to win a game in the state of Florida. Do you think this is the year you guys can finally break that curse? Thanks, Norma, <laughs> for the reminder. Yeah, I mean, why not? Never won in the blue turf before. So, you know, it's a good time to go do some some new things. And, um, you know, we, we have a lot of support out there in Florida and in the south and then, you know, in the east coast. And so uh, I think we go out there and try to play our best, not worry about the history of things. But um, there's always a good time to, to change things up and make things work in our favor. And so I think if we uh, show it our best and, and perform at our best, we'll see what happens. We can feel really happy with what, what the results are going to be. Okay, Mitch Harper, Dick Harmon, and Jake Hatch. Yeah, Kalani, you mentioned uh, a few moments ago that you've got a little bit of relationship with some of the guys on the staff, in particular Josh Heupel. He's crossed paths in this state with Snow College. He played there and then coached at Utah State. Have you had any sort of interactions with, with Heupel over your coaching tenure? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, obviously – I've known about him for a while because that's that's just what we do. We we know all the the local connections here, and, and then we follow them. And then, you know, we're all football we all football junkies, so we know everything about even the coaches. And so, uh, you know, just been really impressed with the things that he's done there. And you look at the staff that he has around him, and you look at how every year. Uh, they, their, their team is explosive on offense. That's a huge reflection of him and the things that, 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 that Coach Heupel does. And then uh, you look at the, the mentoring of the quarterbacks. I mean, 
they had uh, you know an explosive quarterback before who, who went through a devastating injury, and um, then you know this this young Gabriel kid comes in and um, tears it up, you know, and, and he's he's uh, still doing it. And look at the the numbers; they don't lie. So um, the mentoring and the, the the coaching that that he's getting, and uh, that that's a huge reflection of, of what Hypo does. That's that's his that's his expertise. And so um, then you look at the things that they do defensively. I mean. Uh, with Randy and then special teams with Nick, uh, it's it's an impressive group, and their players play hard, and and I think they they have a, a really good system working there at UCF. Once the the New Year Six maybe was off the table, were you guys at BYU, Homo, you were you guys wanting to have maybe a pre Christmas bowl game to make sure guys were able to get back home to their families for Christmas after this long bubble like grind they've been in. Um, you know, our guys have just wanted to play football. And so I think we were just um, waiting for, um, you know, ESPN and, and and for the bowl games to make their announcements and, and, and do their invites. And so if there was a chance, I mentioned it before, there was a chance that we could get a later bowl game and play a game this weekend. We were going to try to do that. And, and uh, you know, with the game being on the 22nd, obviously we can't play on the 19th, although some guys want to do that anyways. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just thankful I get to coach a bunch of young men that love playing the game of football and are up for any challenge. And, and we definitely have one now with, with uh, UCF and um, and we're just, we're, we're already excited to, to prep for it. And I think it just works out that, that our, our guys get to be home for Christmas. I know a lot of them uh, weren't able to go home for, for Thanksgiving, things like that, but, um, but that's everywhere else, you know, we're, we're thankful to play the game first and, and uh, afterwards, we'll, you know, we got one last hurrah with this group and it's not going to be the same team next year. We'll have some guys, That'll come back, and but we'll have a, a good number of leadership that are that'll be gone. So it's a good time to try to send them out the right way, like we did this weekend at home. There's BYU coach Kalani Sataki. If you want to hear the entire thing, go to our website, 1280thezone.com. He spoke for quite a while. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the best of the Jazz Post Game Show. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz beat the Phoenix Suns once again. A big run at the end of the first half, the start of the third quarter. If they defend, they got firepower. I tweeted this out. They've got lineups they can put out there that can shoot the ball. If you just get some stops, there should be a lot of runs. Here's the best of the postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz beat the Phoenix Suns 111-92 last night at Vivint Arena. They are now 2-0 and in the preseason. They'll have their final preseason game coming up on Thursday when they travel to L.A. to take on uh, the Clippers. Jazz were led by uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 18 points on 4 of 9, shooting 3 of 7 from 3. He also added 5 rebounds and 3 assists. Mike Conley had 16 points in his first game uh, so far this preseason on 3 of 10 shooting 3 of 5 from 3 7 of 7 from the line Donovan Mitchell had 15 Rudy Gobert with 11 points to go along with his 20 rebounds he also had 2 assists let's get you some post game sound let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder 
Um, our first question will come from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. So you told us before the game that you wanted to kind of give the, the veteran guys, the main rotation guys, some extended run tonight with the regular season coming up. What did you see from them in that end of second quarter, beginning of third quarter stretch where they really kind of seemed to figure things out and get the game turned around? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, you know, we played good defense in the first half. Uh, the turnovers didn't, 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 didn't help us. And I think as a result, you know, they were able to get some buckets off our, I think, 17 or some points off turnovers in the first half. So once we got that figured out and we keep guarding, you know, we played a lot better. And uh, I think we were a little, a little slow out of the gate. Um, in transition, we weren't running quite as hard. And as the game progressed, the more we kept running and, and, and kept defending, you know, good things happened. All right, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, I wanted to know what you think about um, Georgia's defensive progression that we saw over the last season. And I think that he showed a little bit more of it tonight. Just what you think about that overall? Yeah, you know, our whole team, um, George, we, we saw some tape of how we defended last game and just felt like there was more there. Um, guys just being more disciplined, I think. You know, you never have perfect habits um, at this time in the year. Sometimes, you know, you need to be not just reminded, but the things you need to be working on. And in George's case, you know, particularly off the ball, there was a possession in front of our bench where, you know, he really took a challenge. He gets switched on to someone in pick and roll, and um, he really competed. So it's, you know, not just George, but I think our whole team. And, and George was certainly um, defensively tonight. It's better, and it's something that I know he takes pride in. Great. Next question, Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, Trent Forrest really seems to have a lot of poise uh, for a player this early in his career. What have you seen from him and, and what he can offer? Yeah, he, he, well put. I, I, can I just say I agree? You know, his his poise is uh, it's hard to speed him up. You know, you get put in a game and you're having to guard Chris Paul. Um, that's, you know, that can be intimidating. Uh, a guy that's a perennial all-star, Hall of Famer. And I don't think Trent... Um, you know, got sped up. He, he was the same way the last game. And he's really he – look, he's looking to make plays for other guys. He got Doge Dunk. He found Eli for a three. You know, and then he had one time he finished. But just a very solid performance for a guy that, you know, has only been with us a short period of time. That's that's what he did in college. You know, I mean, the, the, the thing that jumps off the page about Trent is he just wins. You know, he's the all-time winningest player in Florida State history. Um, he's a very cerebral player. And, uh, you know, it's good to have him on a group. All right, looks like we have one last question here. This will be from uh, Christos Tisaltas from Sports DNA out of Greece. Hello, Coach. I would like to ask you how satisfied you are about the approach of your players on uh, both, both ends of the floor about the two games and also the tonight's approach is uh, the way that you want to play in this season. Well, I wasn't happy with our defensive effort. I think when you're scoring the ball the way we were the last game, um, you know, we're, we're, we're playing at a pace that we want, which can help us generate some threes. But we've also got to play the other end of the floor. Sometimes when the ball is going in the basket on the offensive end, you can um, you can be a little less focused defensively. So um, that was something that we really talked about. And, uh 
we really, I, I wanted to see how we would respond, frankly. It wasn't something we felt like we'd get in the gym and, you know, have one of those really tough practices where we work on our habits and do those things. It was more of a, of a mental check and guys just understanding, hey, this is, if we're going to be a really good team, you know, it's got to be really consistent on both ends of the floor. And I think it showed tonight uh, as far as us defending, you know, throughout the game. And as we got better offensively, particularly in the third quarter, we were able to pull away. Okay. Thank you, Coach. We're done for tonight. Thanks. There's uh, Quinn Snyder talking about his team's 111-92 win. They had 38 points in the third quarter, outscoring the Suns 38-22 to and really never looked back after that. Let's get you some players uh, sound from the locker room. Uh, let's uh, let you hear from George Niang. Uh, first question will come from Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, George, I was just talking to Quinn about your defensive progression over the last year and then again since the bubble to now. And I'm just wondering what you think about how you've been doing on that end. Um, It's definitely something that I'm taking pride in uh, on the defensive end. I think, obviously, as a member of this team, the Jazz pride themselves on defense. Uh, So that's something that, you know, I'm I'm growing at every day and I'm pretty confident in my abilities out there and you know it's try to get one percent better every single day and that's all i'm all i'm trying to do all right next question eric walden salt lake tribune george quinn just told us that um while he was happy with the offense on saturday night he felt like the defense was a little bit lax and he challenged you guys tonight to to improve in that how do you feel that you did overall in that area um i don't know what what uh, the Suns had uh, to end the half, but I thought, you know, we were doing a great job uh, defensively. You know, we had 14 turnovers and the game was still within reach. You know, having that many turnovers usually isn't a good recipe for success, but luckily uh, we were doing a good job on defense and making them take tough shots and able to get stopped. So I think that really kept us in the game. Okay, that's all we have for you tonight. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. There's George Niang in nine minutes at three points, one of three shooting, one of two uh, from downtown. Uh, we mentioned Mike Conley had 16 points and three assists in his first game so far for the Jazz. Here's what he had to say after the game. And first question will come from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Mike. Uh, so just wondering, you guys got off to a little bit of a rough start offensively tonight. What was causing that? And then what changed at the uh, end of the second start of the third quarter? Um, Honestly, I think, you know, we came into this game with uh, a defensive mindset. I think that's something that we took away from the first game. And I think guys were just super locked in on the defensive end, trying to um, establish ourselves on that end that uh, things just weren't flowing as smoothly as we liked on the offensive end. But uh, as the game progressed in the second and third, I thought, uh, especially in the third quarter, we started getting getting free on some you know uh, early actions and some transition threes and things that are are easy opportunities for us and we took advantage of them and, and not not allowing ourselves to have to work so hard uh, to score the ball. Okay, next question, Kristen Kinney, Jazz TV. Hey, Mike. Obviously, it's so early in the season, but being on court with Derek Favors uh, for the first time, can you get a sense of what that's going to bring this year? Oh, for sure. I, I saw it the first first day. You know, I got to practice with him. Um, I threw him a pass to his ankle, and he like just palmed it with one hand and picked it up and finished. And I was just like, I, you know, he's he's all right by me. So 
he's um, he brings a lot of great energy. He brings a lot of the intangibles that uh, I know the, this team in, in, in the past has loved and, uh, and the fans have loved. So we're just looking forward to um, everything that he does for us, you know, in the in between the lines and uh, the things that might not show up in the stat sheet. Let's try Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Eric? Can you hear me all right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Mike, after uh, having to sit out game one and, and there only being three preseason games this year, did you approach this with some extra urgency just in terms of, you know, wanting to get things worked out with being out there with the, uh, the rest of the starting unit? Uh, I did. You know, I, I wanted to play uh, as much as I could. Um, obviously, missing the first game wasn't necessarily something I had planned on doing, you know, coming in uh, to Salt Lake City. But with, uh, you know, being quarantined for 10 days, it was probably the right move just to allow my body to catch up to speed and, um, and <clears throat> kind of get a couple extra days of, of practicing to get ready uh, to go. So with the shorter preseason, uh, each game I think will get, you know, more and more real. Um, and just trying to get into that game shape as quick as possible. Okay. Um, we have a question uh, from Sports DNA uh, out of Greece. Christos, go ahead, Chris. Yes. Hello, Mike. I would like to ask you uh, how satisfied you are after the first two preseason games and uh, also about uh, your collaboration with Donovan Mitchell this season. How better version of you that we're going to see next season? Well, I think, you know, um, you know, we're all excited for this year. We're all excited for what, what's to come and what we can do with this team. And, um, and the first two games, we've we've done a lot of good things. We've got a lot of things to work on and, and work through. But uh, we're getting there, and, and uh, you know, we'll take it day by day. I think Donovan, uh, the year he had last season, and moving into this year, he's he's you know, he's a better leader. He's a better player, better person overall. And um, and we're just excited to see where he continues to grow. He continues to progress because uh, the sky's the limit for him, and and uh, we go as far as he he takes us. So we're excited to see him uh, continue to, to work at it. Okay, we're gonna try for Sarah Todd again, Sarah. All right. Hopefully you can hear me now. Uh, Mike, you had a couple of good plays off the ball with Donovan tonight. I uh, got a couple of good threes off of him. How do you like that dynamic playing off ball with him? I, I like it a lot. I think um, it's you know taking us some time to kind of work through it, and uh, and you know we're you know me and Don find ourselves kind of fighting for the outlet sometimes and trying to figure out who's bringing the ball up and. Um, I think we were, we're much better at, at that, you know, to start this season. And, um, you know, when he gets it, I just run to the corner. And, and I know that he's looking, to, you know, to make plays. He's so unselfish. And, um, man, you know, just like coach and everybody else tells all of us, you know, be looking to shoot the ball um, when you get those kind of passes. So it's easy for me to, to come off the screen. And, and if I'm open, I'm going to shoot it. If not, I'm make a play. And uh, vice versa with, you know, me handling it and Don coming off the screens or – Joe or Boyan. So uh, it's just the mindset that we all have as guards and trying to make the game easy for each other. Okay, we're going to have to go ahead and wrap on this. Thank you so much, Mike. There you go. That's Mike Conley. Uh, let's now let you hear from Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, 15 points, 5 of 14, shooting 1 of 5 from 3, had six boards, three assists, and had this to say after the game. Go ahead and start. Uh, first question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, it seemed like you guys um, got off to a little bit of a slow start offensively and your, your defense was keeping you in it um, until you guys were able to kind of turn things around. 
you just speak to one that defensive effort and two what eventually you figured out on the other side of the ball tonight I think the biggest thing is we're going to have nights, you know, like that we don't, you know, come out strong uh, offensively. And the biggest thing, as you guys know, since I've been here, is we got to make sure the defense is something that carries us, whether we're having a good night or bad. Uh, so I'm really happy with kind of how the game went. You know, we kind of need, we needed this type of game to see where our defense was at. You know, and I think, you know, they 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 made a lot of tough shots tonight. You know, we had some breakdowns where we were there for each other, having each other's back. Um, and then when things start clicking on offense, we started to slow down, less turnovers. I had three in the first half. I think Joe had four. Like we had 14 in the first half as opposed to four last game. So I think the biggest thing is just being able to take care of the ball. Uh, we gave 17 points off turnovers, which changed, you know, it was 48 to 49. You know, you take 17 points or however many points off of that. You know, I think that, that changed the entire game. So once we started taking care of the ball and, and hitting shots helps too. Uh, but we did a good job of that coming in the third quarter and the rest of the game. All right. Uh, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Donovan, uh, to start the second half, you guys scored 13 consecutive points, and I think you did it on about five possessions. Um, you know, is is that kind of ability to, to to kind of run away from teams, is that something that you guys have been striving for, um, you know, since putting this group together? Yeah, I think, like you said, everything started to click really in that third quarter. You know, we got stops, and then we converted. You know, we did that in the first half. We got stops, but, you know, we turned the ball over right back. So now we're being able to, you know, run out in transition, push the pace, uh, catch and shoot threes. Mike had a great one in the corner. Even though we're missing, like, we're still taking those threes, you know, and then you get into the paint, find a ways to, to just continue to push the uh, push the pace. And uh, But it really started with our defense, and now we were able to convert. Uh, and I think we made it – we came in at halftime and said, look, let's just go out there and just find a way to continue to push – through. Uh, we weren't really doing uh, everything up to par on the offensive end, and then it finally started clicking the third, and that's just been, I think, to continually uh, just push. You know, we didn't really do too well uh, the first game defensively. We could have done better, which we did tonight, and then finally put two and two together come the third, the second half. Kristen Kennedy, Jazz TV. Don, Mie uh, has made some strides in his game. His defense on Booker has been pretty impressive. What jumps out to you about the defensive part of his game? Um, the fact that he really had one mistake tonight in the past two games guarding a player like Devin Booker. Uh, and that's when he jumped, bought on the shot fake and he jumped. Um, you know, Mie last year might have jumped for three of those, you know, four of those. You know, his, his being able to stay, you know, stay in front, stay locked in. You know, he did that at Yale. You know, it wasn't really going to happen, you know, quickly for him. It's, it's, it's tough to come in this league as a defender. Um, being able to do it the way at the level he has done uh, so far in the preseason has been great. He's been doing it in practice. He's been guarding me a bunch, making my life hell, you know, so we're really happy for him and, and continuing to show the strides that he's been able to make and, you know, making it tough, you know. I think Book had 26, but, you know, it's the tough buckets, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're going to we're gonna live with that. Um, and then on the offensive end, he's he's reading. He's he's you know he's still finding ways to learn and get better. He's hitting shots, getting out in transition, um, and he's he's got a, he's got a, a lot more to, a lot more to work on, but or more to work on. I just didn't say a lot more, but more to work on. And you know he's accepting that challenge, which is great. All right. Next up, Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan, what does it mean to get a stretch like that in the third quarter uh, in the preseason? Uh, and what confidence does that give you before the regular season starts? 
I think it just shows what we can do, you know, when things start clicking. You know, last game was our offense pushing the pace, and this game was our defense carrying us throughout. But the third quarter today really showed what happens when you combine both. Um, and I think that's one thing we can really take with us. We can see what type of team we can be, you know. And the biggest thing, as you guys know, is we tend to fluctuate. So now the biggest push is, all right, we did it tonight in the third. We did it, you know, the past two games in different areas. But now can we put it together against L.A. on, on Thursday and then be ready for the 22nd? You know, and I think that's just been the mindset. We had a solid third quarter. We've been good, but now we need to do it again on Thursday. And that's just been the continuous mindset. You know, we're, we're happy with where we're at. Uh, excuse me, we're not satisfied where we're at. We're going to continue to find ways to, to build upon that third quarter. All right, last question. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Donovan, does that dynamic between you and Mike, whether it's on ball, off ball, whichever one of you it is, feel like it's more seamless this season than it was last season? Like you guys have evolved a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, that helps when you play against, play with each other more, you know, for a full year. Mike was obviously hurt last year. And then our experience together in the bubble, uh, I think definitely helped. Um, just because it allowed us to see where we like the ball, who like, like in situations, you know, instead of us both running to the ball, we're just going, we're pushing, you know, and being able to find each other in transition, find out guys, get get the plays together. You know, we ran two plays and the mic's like, we haven't run this one. All right, get this one. Or I'm like, boy, I need a shot. We kind of get this one. Kind of getting on the same page. And I think that just comes with time. Uh, time that we didn't really have throughout the season because Michael's obviously hurt, but we got in the bubble, you know, and we found ways to continue to, to play off each other and that's helping us so far. All right, that's it for tonight. Thank you, Donovan. There you go. That is Donovan Mitchell. Jazz win, 111-92 over the Phoenix Suns. They have one more preseason game before things officially get started. Uh, They'll take on the L.A. Clippers on Thursday night in L.A. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7. All right, there's the best of the Jazz postgame show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.